Lord, we want to thank you and appreciate you and just bow before you. How great, how wonderful, how excellent. We present ourselves before you. Lord, speak to us this morning. Let your word minister to us in the name of Jesus. Lord, let your word position our hearts to receive your mercy in the name of Jesus. Thank you, our Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Let somebody shout hallelujah. God bless you. Please take your seats. Praise the Lord. God bless you. I want to thank God for the great privilege to share with us this morning the word of God. I want us to pray one prayer in our hearts and say, God, open my heart. Let me receive your word. I want you to say that prayer. Say, Father, open my heart. Let your word speak to me. Let your word change me in the name of Jesus. You know why it's important? Because you can see through this service, hear the word, it goes in. But our prayer this morning is that the Lord will speak to us. So that the short time we spend here will not be a waste. So I want you to give your full attention to what the Lord has for us today. Our topic, the main topic, is the power of mercy. The power of mercy. And our main text is taken from Hebrews chapter 4, verse 16, but I'm going to read from verse 14. And please, if you can put Hebrews chapter 4 from verse 14. It says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our profession. For we have not an high priest which cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmities, but was in all points tempted like as we are, yet without sin. Verse 16. Let us, therefore, come boldly unto the throne of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Is there anybody who is here who does not have a time of need? Anybody? You can just wave if you don't have a time of need. Everybody has a time of need. The most successful man on earth has a time of need. The richest man on earth has a time of need. Everybody has a time of need. And when we come, not if, but when we come to the need, we need help. I need help. You need help. Everybody needs help. Your country needs help. Your president needs help. Joe Biden needs help. 
Everybody needs help. Hallelujah. The power of mercy. And I have a subtitle for today's message. And it is the basis of God's mercy. We're talking about mercy. 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 What is the basis God will show mercy? Hallelujah. And today, by God's grace, God is going to show us the basis. Now, what is mercy? Now, there are different definitions, but mercy is compassion that forbears punishment even when justice demands it. Justice says, the soul that sinned shall die. There are spiritual laws that are immutable. Immutable means they cannot be broken. When you sow, you there's action and reaction. There's cause and effect. These laws take place every time. You see, many people are suffering because they broke or transgressed some laws, either knowingly or unknowingly. Because whether you know it or you don't know it, it works every time. For instance, if you do not know that a moving trailer going at 200 miles per hour can kill a man, you don't know. But you stand in front of the trailer, what happened to you? It's going to crush you and it's going to kill you, whether you know it not. And that is how spiritual laws work. You see, Jesus said, my people perish for lack of knowledge because there are many things people don't know and they suffer because they don't know it. Because they ignorantly break and transgress those laws and the effect happens in the course of their lives. And it's called the law of justice. Praise the Lord. When you go to the high court or any of these courts, you see a statue in front that is blindfolded. It doesn't see. And on one hand, it's holding a scale. And on the other hand, it's holding a sword. And what happens is that anytime the scale tips, the sword comes, irrespective of who it is. That is why it is blindfolded. This is how spiritual laws work. Now, mercy is compassion or forbearance shown especially to an offender or to one that is subject to one's power. It is also called leniency. Now, God is just. He's an upright God and is just. If you break the law of God, the consequences follow. That's why it says the soul that sinned it shall die. There's no compromise. Praise God. Now God is righteous. God is holy. God cannot withstand sin. So we have a holy God who must protect his justice because he sets the rules. On the other hand, we have a sinful man, a fallen man, 
that drinks sin as water. From the morning when we woke up till now, if we calculate how many sins we have collectively sinned against God, and if the justice of God is carried to conclusion, many of us will not be here. True? Even the most righteous man on earth, you know how many sins he commits a day? You know how many thousands of thoughts that go through your heart? God judges even the thoughts and the intentions and the motives. Hallelujah. Now, there are like two things that are incompatible. The holiness of God and the sinfulness of man. How can God, who is just, who is righteous, how can he also show mercy and forgiveness? So that his justice is not compromised. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, there are many scriptures that shows the mercy of God. But today, I want to talk about the basis of the God. I've asked the technical to put up a graphic of the ark of God even before Jesus was born. If you have it, can you put it up? The ark of God. I want to explain something. Praise God. Hallelujah. Can we get it on this? Can we get it here? Hallelujah. Now I want you to look at this. This is called, no it's too big. Yes. This is called the Ark of the Covenant. Praise the Lord. No, no, no. Show the other one. Show the other one, please. Yes, leave it here. This is called the Ark of the Now, God told Moses to design the Ark to be a place where God and man can meet. Praise the Lord. He told him every word, every detail. If I had to build the tabernacle so that God, who is so righteous, can find a way to dwell with sinful man. Because when you're talking about God's mercy, oh, I'm asking of God's mercy, you need to know what is the basis by which God has mercy on people. That's what we're going to learn today. So this is the Ark of the Covenant. Now, if you see the Ark, Hallelujah. Now it's like a box, all covered in gold. Then inside the box, there are basically three things inside the box. Three things. Number one is the tablets of the law. Students of the Bible. You know, when Moses went up and God used the finger of God to write the Ten Commandments. And when Moses was coming down, he saw the children of Israel fornicating, misbehaving, idolatry. He got angry and broke the law. Broke the tablets on the golden calf. And God called him and wrote another one. Praise God. <laughs> 
the broken tablets are put inside the box. The broken tablet shows God's man's disobedience to God's law. It's an article of judgment, number one. The second one is a pot. That pot, you know, God fed the people with manna in the wilderness. The people started to complain. God told Moses, put a cup of manna and put it inside the ark. It shows man's rejection of God's provision. The third thing there, you see a rod. is the rod of Aaron. When they challenged the leadership, God appointed Aaron to lead. They challenged it. And there was a story that the rod that booted, that produced a board, is the one God has chosen. So that dry stick Aaron was using produced shoot. God say, put it there. It's a sign of man's rejection of God's leadership. So three articles of man's disobedience that needs just justice. Now, God told Moses to do a cover over that. So there's a cover of the ark with the two cherubims facing themselves and the two wings touching themselves and the two cherubims looking down on this place. This place. And on this place, hallelujah, I hope you are following me. On this place is where every year, once a year, on the day of atonement, called Yom Kippur, in the Hebrew language, the high priest goes into the Holy of Holies, bearing the blood of sacrifice for atonement for sin, and enters into this place and drops the blood here. This place you see is called the mercy seat. So when God looks down, this shows like God looking down, the glory of God is here. Instead of seeing these articles of man's disobedience that cause for his punishment, he sees mercy. And the blood that is there is Jesus Christ, is our mercy seat. That is why without Jesus Christ, there is no mercy. There is no mercy. It is only by the sacrifice Jesus Christ did on the cross. That is the basis with which God can have mercy on you and I. So if you are operating outside of Jesus Christ, you have no basis. The other thing I want to explain to us, which many people do not understand, and they fall foul. You see, the devil is a spiritual being. The devil has records. Every sin you commit is entered into a record by the devil. You know why? Because every sin is midwifed by a demon that the devil sends. So he has a record. And the devil goes before God with these records. That is why he's called the accuser. He accuses every one of us every day before God and say, God, you are a God of justice. According to your law, brother, this deserves to die. On so and so this, he did this. Why shouldn't he die if you are a just God? God needs, because he's God and he's God of all the universe, he needs 
a payment and atonement to say because of this, this man can be let loose. If not, God will permit the Lord to take his course. And this is why so many people fall into. Do we understand? So that is the ark, the mercy seat. So how does a holy God meet and relate with a sinful man? It's through the atonement that Jesus Christ, as our high priest, has purchased for us. Praise the Lord. Lamentation 3.22 says, It is of the Lord's mercy that we are not consumed. Is it left to the Lord's alone? Nobody can survive. Nobody is righteous enough to stand before God. The Bible says, if God measures man by our own righteousness, which is like a filthy rag, nobody can survive in his presence. So the life you live today is because of God's mercy. The greatest need that every woman being have is of God's mercy. The greatest need is of God's mercy. If I tell you, and if God opens your eyes today, to see the numerous plans the devil has for you, you will not sleep. You will pray continuously. From your moving from your house to the church, do you know how many plans he has? <laughs> it's that same road you are passing every day. That's why people get accident and die. Do you know that? The place you sleep and wake up and you are strong, your leg is strong, people sleep, they don't wake up. Or people wake up, they are completely paralyzed. Or people wake up, they are completely insane. They don't even know their name. But God is so gracious and so merciful. Hallelujah. And you see, sometimes... Either we overlook or take for granted God's mercy. Hallelujah. That's why we sang that song. Great is thy faithfulness, O Lord my Father. Thy, because thy compassion does not fail. If God's compassion fails for one minute, we are finished. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So, Anyone who has not come to the cross. You know, if you add our behavior and the result we get, they do, they do not match. Do you understand? Even the very righteous man and all that, you know how many times he fails? Hallelujah. You know how many times he fails? The righteous man. But this righteous man is waking up. He has food to eat. The gap between what he's doing and the result he's getting is messy that is filling it. Some of them we don't even pray for. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So the end result is that everyone that trusts in the Lord Jesus Christ is saved from God's wrath 
and instead experiences his grace and mercy. If you look at Romans chapter 8 verse 1 and Romans chapter 5 verse 9, can we look at those two? Romans 8 verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. There is no condemnation. But he said, then that do not know Christ are condemned already. So some people will say, hey, why are you going around condemning people? No. It's not the Christians that are going around condemning people. The Bible says the people are already condemned. So if you are here today, I want to let you know that your coming here today is not by accident. I'm telling you the truth. It's not by accident at all. And if you are here today, and you have not made your peace with Christ. Today is the day of salvation for you. There is no guarantee for tomorrow. Yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is a mirage. Every one of us sitting here has its own race we are running. Nobody knows when the race is going to end. Is it not true? You don't know. I don't know. But what we know is a saying to the righteous it shall be well with him. He will eat the fruit of his doing. But there's another, another statement that says, Say ye to the unrighteous, it shall be ill with him. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes we don't understand. You see, when somebody, they say, give your life to Christ, some people come. The difference between somebody that's giving his or her life to Christ and somebody who has not given his or her own life to Christ is so big. It's so big. But the thing is that you see them, you still look alike. You know, somebody said, I've given my life to God. Um, I'm still uh, five feet uh, six inches and all that. That is not what changes. Praise the Lord. The Bible says there is a goal fixed in between that no one can cross. You see, that is why we live in the times of grace. That is why we live in the time of grace. God is not slow in carrying out, but he's giving a long rope to us so that we can come to repentance. Why Jesus has not come back today, if you look at Matthew chapter 24, he said, until this gospel has gone around to the nations, what? As what? As a testimony. So that nobody will say he didn't hear. As a testimony. And I tell you there are people who are working night and day to make sure that this gospel go around. There are projects today where there are satellites to cover the whole earth. But all of us in this part of the country, we are so advantaged. Any part of the country, you can't sit like this. Somebody is going to bomb you. He's going to kill you. Every Sunday we come here, we hear the same thing. And then anybody who has seen all this and you don't give your life to Jesus Christ, God takes you as a wicked person. Do you know why? Because for God to be able to satisfy the, right, the, the requirement of his justice, that is why Jesus came. I don't know how many of us watch The Passion of the Christ, the film that came out. Some years ago, when they were flogging Jesus Christ, and what happened? That is just 
a small example of what he went through. And after Jesus, God, at the time, God abandoned him. Do you understand? God abandoned him. He said, why, why have you abandoned me? Because he needed to die. And then after all that, you see somebody who says, leave me alone, leave me with, uh, I don't want your Jesus. God's mercy does not extend to you. That's what it means. So today we have a great opportunity. Hallelujah. Now our God is full of mercy. Even as he's a God of justice. But he says, I will have mercy and not justice. That mercy triumphed over justice. God desires mercy. He wants to give mercy. But because he's God, he also has to give justice. Do you understand that? If not, he's going to be accused. That his God is not keeping it. So, there are, if you go through the Bible, there are several scriptures. And we just try to take a few of them. That shows how rich God is in mercy. But the basis of God's mercy, the basis why you can position yourself for God's mercy, is what I just explained to you. Jesus Christ went to the cross to lay down his life. And because every year the priests go into the Holy of Holies, once a year, and the Holy of Holies is so holy that once the priests go into there, bearing the blood of atonement of the people. Do you know that the way the, the cloth of the priest is designed is that you have small, small bells attached to the hem of his robe so that as he's moving, the thing is making noise. And they tie a rope because nobody can enter there. Only the high priest once a year. So they tie a rope. When the things stop making noise, they if the man is unclean, God kills him immediately. They will draw him out. Hallelujah. There are only special people who can go there. But Jesus Christ did it once and for all. And what happened at the cross when Jesus Christ died? The Bible recorded that the veil was torn. So today, not only the pastor, not that the Jew, not anybody, but every child of God has the express entrance into the Holy of Holies to obtain mercy in time of need. And if you are a Christian and you don't know this, or you are not a Christian, you are shooting yourself in the leg because a time of need will arrive. In fact, a time of need is here. I need mercy. Myself in my life, in every aspect of my life. And we all need mercy in Jesus' name. So just make one or two scriptures. Exodus 34, we may not, I'll just read through them. Exodus 34, verse 6 and 7. says, the Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and in truth. Keeping mercy for thousands, praise the Lord. Forgiving iniquities and transgressions and sins. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So there are many scriptures. One say all the paths of the Lord are mercy and true. 
to such as keep his commandment and his testimonies. According to Psalm 25, verse 10. Psalm 86, verse 15 says, But you, O Lord, are a God full of compassion and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in mercy and truth. Because if God is not merciful, human beings cannot survive. Hallelujah. If God is not merciful, human beings cannot survive. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 and 5 says, But God, who is rich in mercy, because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace have you been saved. And salvation is only through Christ, because it is only Christ that took the journey and laid down his life to obtain the mercy which God can now use to satisfy the wrath of God and the anger of God for the breaking of his laws, to be able to extend grace, favor, blessings that we share and we're happy about. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Now, how can you obtain mercy? What are the qualities? What do you need? I think this is important to us. How can you obtain mercy? I want to inform us that, you see, every month when we have a team like this, on Sunday we preach. As we preach on Sunday, everybody, somebody will say, Pastor, wait, let me ask you a question. Because I have the mic, you don't. But on Tuesday, by 6.30 p.m., we are repeating this in different ways. We study. We go deep. That's why we call it digging deep. And then people can ask questions. People can get to know. So there are many of us here who don't come for weekday activities. God attends church on weekday activities. Hallelujah. God is here. So on Tuesday, 6.30, please come. Let us study this. On Thursday, we pray. Everybody bring their prayer. We pray. There are some people today, if God does not show them mercy, they are destroyed. They are sitting here today. You need an urgent, you need SOS. Emergency mercy. You need it. And it's only when you come into a house like this and you hear the word, and the Spirit of God will bring out the ingredients and position you for mercy. So that is why I said, you are here today not by an accident. Because the Bible says God orders, orders the steps. He said, my son, this is the way, walk in it. And that's why most of you are here. So don't lose the opportunity today. Now how can you position yourself? In Luke chapter 18, verse 13. Luke chapter 18, verse 13. This is talking about two men who stood to pray. One was a publican. And the other one was a Pharisee. The Pharisee came and said all the things he's doing. He's paying his tithe. He prays like this. He does like this. So God, I am qualified for mercy. I demand, give me my mercy. Really? 
And then the publicans, sinner, couldn't even look up, say, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Jesus Christ says that publican went home justified. You know why? Because all men lie under the judgment of God. It's only by God's mercy. And that publican understood. Blind Bartimaeus, he was in a situation. He was hopeless. And Jesus was passing by. He lifted up his voice. Jesus, that son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus had that. And stopped. Oh, they were saying, shut up, shut up. Jesus says, stop, call him. Praise God. But if you watch and listen to the Bible, there are the Pharisees who think they know. Jesus confronted them with the law. And there are the people who are broken. Jesus gave them grace. My prayer today is that your heart is ready. You didn't hear me. My prayer today is that your heart is ready to receive the grace and mercy of God. So you need a broken and a contrite heart to position yourself for mercy. Pride will not give you mercy. The Bible says God opposes the proud and gives grace to the humble. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says in Proverbs 8 verse 13, Proverbs 28 verse 13, it says, He that covereth his sins shall not prosper, but whoso confesseth, forsaketh, them shall have mercy. So you sin, you cover it. Let me tell you, the sin you commit today, what you do today echoes in eternity. Echo, echo. When you commit sin today, it's like the ringing bell. Baga, 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 he has committed sin. Let me tell you, the Bible says, we are encompassed all about by a cloud of witnesses. Even though you are in your room, you are in your room, is dark. You are encompassed by a cloud of witnesses. If you travel out of your town and you think all the people that know you as a Christian are not there, and then you begin to commit fornication, you are encompassed all about by a cloud of witnesses. These witnesses are two groups. There's the groups, angels in heaven, who rejoice over one sinner that gives his life to God. And then there are the demonic forces that are put in store to make sure that you fail. These are the witnesses that are watching. So by the time you confess your sin, God has the justification to use the message and apply so that the wrath, the righteous demand of the justice of the wrong you have done cannot be fulfilled and you have leniency. That is the way it works. I won't read all because I need us to pray. Hallelujah. Number six. Those who are merciful shall obtain mercy. Mercy is a seed that you sow. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 6 that God is not more whatsoever a man soweth, so shall he also reap. You want mercy, you sow mercy. I'll just share a small testimony quickly. My wife will, will understand. In my village, you know, they gave us land, you know. So I had a big land. One of my junior brothers from a distant family has a land adjoining to my own. I've not built anything there. 
So this guy went and designed a, a house plan that is bigger than his land. So by the time they put it, the thing is entering into this side. So my junior brothers who are closer to us in the family, they are all angry. They want to beat him up. They want to do this. So they sent messages to me, you know. Now, <laughs> I carry my wife. My sister, we are going home. I was very angry. Oh, no, why will he do like that? My dear, we all drove to the village. I summoned him. He came. The other of my junior brothers, who are ready to, for me just to say, go. And then they will carry him up. His leg will reach ground. They beat him properly. Now, this guy, I senior him, and by God's grace, I, I even have more money than him. So, and he was so bold. So, when we got there, and I asked him, why have you done like this now? He, all the stories, see, they say, see what he's saying? Oh, uncle, let's, let's, let's handle him. But do you know what happened? Huh? God ministered to my heart. I did something that everybody asked me. So why did you leave town all the way and come to this place? I said, is that so? I said, okay. Um, right. No problem. So let's uh, shift like this so that your land will enter, so that you even have backyard. People were looking at me. Abi? They were asking me, say, uh, how? And I gave him a good chunk of the land. Take. We entered Moto and left. That was mercy. He deserved punishment. I have the power to punish him. I can even get police and lock him up and give them money that they shouldn't release him. But that's what God is doing for us. And that is mercy. Hallelujah. Now, mercy is a seed because I know that I fail God many times. I sin against God. God needs to draw from the book of remembrance. When I fail, many of us are not putting into that. We have big opportunity. Nigeria here has a big opportunity to do mercy. Men are not utilizing it. So when we need mercy, God will say, um, I can't see anything. Praise God. So it's a day-to-day -day something. Praise God. So the sixth point is that you must so... If you want to give mercy, you must sow mercy. Let's bow down our heads in prayer. You want to position yourself for mercy. The first thing you do to position yourself for mercy is that you are a child of God. If you are not a child of God, there is no legal right that you can claim mercy. Because mercy only comes by the grace of Jesus Christ, by what he did on the cross of Calvary. So there are people today that God has directed in this place just because of his mercy. The Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever, whosoever him will not perish but have an eternal life. So I'm going to make a call. Before we pray general prayers, if you're here today and God has spoken to you and you want to surrender your life to Jesus, this is the time for you this is the time for you. Can you lift up your right hand? Right hand. Just lift it up and say, Father, I am here. Thank you. Thank you. Lift up your hand. Lift it up. You're not lifting to man. You're not lifting to anybody. Everybody's on his own. If you are lifting your hand, I want you to rise up and come to the front quickly. I'm going to pray with you. I'm going to lead you to Christ just now. Just come forward. Come forward. This
This is the grace and mercy of God. You cannot explain it. You see, David said, what is man that you are so mindful of him? If you are there, God has brought you here today. And he's talking to your heart. He said, my daughter, this is the reason why I say go to Exusia. Because they are not going to preach messages of prosperity or how to get money. But how to give your life to God for real. There are still one or two people who are there. They are still contemplating. Okay, I go to church now. But if the rapture sounds, if the, if the trumpet sounds today, are you going? This is an opportunity. When the river is flowing, the Holy Spirit is moving now. This is the time. This is the time to jump in. Water is stirred. Now the water is stirred. Now the water is stirred. So if you are still there, please come forward. And for those of us who are in front, just, just like the publican, just strike your heart. Say, God, have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Oh, Lord, I've sinned against you. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. The Bible says riches does not profit in the day of judgment, but righteousness delivers. You need righteousness. Before money can be added, you need righteousness. You need salvation. Just strike your heart and say, God, have mercy upon me. I'm a sinner. I have sinned against you. I break the law every day. In my thoughts, I break the law. In my speech, in my action, I break the law. Father Almighty, you are right to punish me. But because of your mercy, I am here this morning. Please, lift up your, just talk to God from your heart of heart. Tell him to help you. Tell him to help you. Tell him to help you. He said, anyone that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. If you come to me, this is why Jesus came. This is why he came, to seek and to save that which was lost. He said, he's not, he's not going after those who are well. He said he's going after this, those who need Jesus. That is why he came. Please just talk to God. And I want the rest of us to talk to God. You have given your life to God. But talk to God. Say, God, have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. Have mercy upon me. You see, the way the devil behaves, he leads you. He leads you and in blindness, he takes you to the edge of the cliff. When he gives you a push, when you are already falling, then you remember it's too late. That's the way it works. But ask God to help you. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your great love. Lord Jesus Christ, even when you didn't need to, he says, you took it up upon yourself. You agreed to come, to die, even the death on the cross. Shameful death, just for me. Father, each one of your children has come forward. Lord, let your mercy extend to them. In the name of Jesus. I know some of them, they have heard about you. They have come to church. But today, Lord, let there be a rebirth in them. Let the old man die. The old man that drinks sin as water. But let there be a righteousness that is of God. Righteousness that is washed and cleansed in the precious blood of Jesus. Thank you, my Father. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. Those standing in front, I want you to say after me. Say, Father, Father, I come before you. Please, have mercy upon me. 
Save my soul. Save my soul. Deliver me from death. Cover me in the blood of Jesus. Write my name in the book of life. I reject devil. I reject Satan. I accept the Lord Jesus Christ. I cry for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, then you shall be saved. So I want to congratulate you. And I want us to just congratulate them. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord.